Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's morning episode of Ag in the City. I will be your host today, George Grable, and I thank you and welcome everyone that has joined us this morning. Today's podcast is presented by Grable and Livestock, where you can get your quality meats and quality hay. Let's jump right in with the talk between our guests today. Thank you. Hello and welcome everyone. I am joined today with Shade Brokaw, Tanner Bumgartner, Abdul Alarape, and Braden Bumgartner. Um, to begin, we're going to start talking about agriculture and hunger in America. Um, so what is your guys' perception of hunger and farming in America? I think hunger has a direct relation with farming. Okay. Um, I think that hunger has a lot to do with... Um, so most of the people that I see hungry and stuff like that really saddening and like disheartening but I think that we're not I think we could do a little bit more to help them get on their feet say like if they don't have a job or like there's someone dealing with mental disorders we could do something to fix that and I think that farming would help like they would help that because if we give farmers the right incentives and do the proper things then we can have farmers that are more willing to help out but it's not a farming issue because the people who don't have food can't afford food. Farming produces more than enough food, but most of it becomes exports and doesn't actually go to our population. Yeah, so going off of what Shade said, um, America throws away 30 to 40% of the food produced. Um, what can we do to decrease this amount? Well, obviously some food we're not going to be able to avoid throwing away. And when you take that percentage, it's things like crumbs or it's, and yes, it's the full occasional full meal, but like to really desensitize that, we just have to create an incentive to not do that. Maybe implement fines, but that seems a little harsh. Yeah. So the main like percentage of these thirty to forty percent is foods like um, not straight cucumbers or apples that aren't oh. totally red all the way through or blemished fruit that's still totally fine to eat, um, but it's just not. Well, like, like grocery stores. Well, that's that, like, that's FDA grow. stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's all like the big farms that grow it all at once. So then they're throwing away food because they have to harvest it, harvest it all at once. Yeah. Well, they they can't sell those cucumbers, right? The grocery stores won't take yeah, them. Yeah, because, they're, because they're of fine. the FDA. Really, you should, even though because a, a curvy cucumber would be the exact same as a straight one. Yeah, it's, it's just but people won't store. buy them because of how they look. Right. So could we start like in like food banks? Could you have people? take the food from the places that they find it from. Rejected. Yeah, and then they can just make it with that because there is a standard of eating, right? Yeah, if you had 40% of of all food waste, we wouldn't have world we wouldn't have hunger in the United States. It would be in existence. No. There's no way. Um, and I know another thing they're doing is like like misfit boxes where like um, they're taking those foods and sending them like people can buy them online and they get delivered they're probably right for to your cheaper, house. Huh? Mm-hmm. Like at a, a discount, yeah, quite a bit cheaper from what the grocery store. But it's the exact same things that you get at the grocery store. Um, so more than 35 million Americans struggle against hunger and one in five children struggle with hunger. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of, it's like sad to hear those numbers because I, there's been days in my life where I know I've taken for granted being able to eat and stuff like that. And to think that there's a kid that maybe goes to our school and I might talk to every day that is hungry, it makes it like, I don't know, it puts it in perspective. And especially because I'm going through Ramadan right now, 
imagine me not being able to like eat when I break fast, but I'm waiting, you know, I have to wait till I go to school to eat breakfast and lunch. Like that's kind of like an eye opener that I think that a lot of people don't understand. Mm -hmm. And like it needs to put, we need to put more stress on that because like what I've seen. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever struggled with hunger before? I'm hungry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, struggled in the fact that you know you're not going to oh, go home you mean and starving. Have no, I have never been so starving. Do you know of anyone that has struggled yes. with hunger, and yeah. how do you feel that that has impacted their life? It's definitely a socioeconomic difference between who's hungry and who's well fed. And I don't mean to be classist or anything. I just that's an observation because food's expensive. It's, it's expensive it's to keep. Expensive food on the table for a family of seven especially if they eat a lot and with that in mind it's just hard to be able to afford that so a lot of people have to take cuts in their diet yeah and no one should have to pick between paying their mortgage or oh, putting food on their table right. no no not at all and i think there's i know a couple of people that that have that too and a couple of them have went to our school and they later transferred out but uh it's just because like their parents work and they have a job, but they also have two kids that are growing up. And then the oldest is kind of left behind. Um, that kid is like, he has a lot more problems. He had a lot of problems when we were younger, like he had anger issues, but the problems of him being like hungry and stuff like that are like still replicated. Do you guys think that here at the school, um, the school does a good job of getting food to the kids that need it? Yes, because they have the free lunch incentive for people who make under that yearly the, for their uh, kids? Well, they just have free lunches and free breakfasts now. So yeah, everyone. For anyone who wants to come. And I think that's been But they need to have tremendous. better quality lunches instead of the ones they have now. I Bigger agree. quantity, because there's not enough yeah, quality. Uh, quality. No, like quantity. Well, they don't have quality this, lunches too. A bowl that is this small, and you can't see it in a podcast, but it's this small will not That's true, because you're not, you're not going to solve hunger by having small portions. Food would help too. You know what I mean? Like we don't get but salt. But that's unrealistic. We don't get salt and pepper, but that's like you know that's like a ple- pleasure. Like you don't ne- necessarily not everyone has salt and pepper just at their disposal. Our our school's not fun enough to have the quality of food that it is because if you want quality of food, you need better cooks and then you need to buy more expensive food. The what they're working with has been all right, but if we were to increase the quality, that would. That would bring more, more charges. Food to get better quality of food, and, but, but that would just but that's, make, make it the same size, but it would just taste better when you just want more yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. I would if choose quantity starving, over quality. If you're if you're going home and you have nothing to eat, like you're not. It doesn't like a small meal isn't gonna matter. The quality of that small meal is not gonna matter. Right, people, you're gonna be yeah. hungry. So like, the only way to fix that is to do it do it that way. And then on top of that, we shouldn't have a third party come in like we do at our school. And them not implement good meals and us be okay with paying them and then making all the profit if we're not having good meals for our students. If we want to actually combat hunger, it would be, it would have to be, if we have a third party come in, they would actually have to do, you know, a, like an outstanding job in progressing someone's wanting to eat at school. Yeah, right. Um, just kind of a little interesting fact to leave you guys with. Um, like agriculture globally produces enough food to feed the 815 million people struggling with hunger four times over. Um, so hunger should never be an issue globally, right. Americanly, nothing with that. Well, that's a distribution and that's an access problem. That's not agriculture. If no. agri- anything, agriculture is well prepared to feed our hungry world. Agriculture has done the job and is prepared to feed the yep. increased population. Especially the, what, 9 billion? Yeah, by 2050? Yeah.
Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone again for t- joining us today on today's episode, episode one, Ag in the City, Agricultural and Hunger. Again, my name is George Grable, and I thank you for joining us as we talked about how hunger has been ag- impacted by agriculture and how agriculture is necessary in ending hunger. I hope you join us next week as we continue our talk along with agriculture and the Pause 16 Act. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Have fun, be safe, and enjoy the food you eat. I'm out. On to the outro. Thank you.